welcome into the podcast, Dodging the Ravine. It is your host, Young Stud, coming to you guys on this Friday, December. I, I keep saying December. Why do I keep saying this? I have no idea why I keep saying December. It's winter time. I mean, the months, you know, who even cares? But it's January the 19th, 2024. And uh, I will be doing this podcast solo today. Getting out a little bit late, but so hopefully guys, you do enjoy it all throughout the week. As we should be back again next Friday. But keep in touch, stay in tune, follow the podcast. Big numbers, all losses along. I really do appreciate the support and you guys clicking and taking your time out of your dates to listen out and to dodge into the ravine still very young podcast so really much appreciate that and let's keep it going so five topics today i want to touch on a little bit the dodgers didn't really provide us with much of any really big news last time we talked about teos hernandez signing and a, a trade that went down this week with the dodgers Nothing too crazy going on as we approach spring training again. Pitchers and catchers report to Camelback Ranch on February the 9th. So that's about, what is that, 18 days away? So just about two and a half weeks away from spring training getting started. That is going to be quite awesome. I'm looking forward to that. That's before the Super Bowl, by the way. So before even that begins, Dodge baseball being full swing. And a full workout, I believe it is on the 14th. I think it's on Valentine's Day. I could be wrong. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Dodger baseball springtime is upon us very, very quickly here. I'm going to lead off today talking about Josh Hader going to the Houston Astros. That was kind of the big news, I feel like, of the week. And why is it, uh, you know, relevant to this podcast? Well, it's because the Dodgers were linked to Josh Hader. The Dodgers were heavily in talks with Josh Hader. They're one of a couple of teams, and obviously we know the Astros ended up being one of those teams that were also in talks with them, and he ended up going to Houston. Josh Hader is a guy that was actually drafted by the Houston Astros. Many of you guys do not know that, but uh, he was actually drafted by the Astros, and then... uh, he went on to Milwaukee. He didn't really, I don't know if he even appeared in a game for the Astros, but uh, he was drafted by Houston. But so now he's kind of going back to where it all started with the Astros. And I think the deal was for five years and $95 million. So that's a that's a good, it's a good chunk of change there for Josh Hader. And uh, again, I'm not mad at the Dodgers for not paying him $96 million. I could live without Josh Hader on this team, but he would have been nice. I will say, obviously, he would have been a luxury. Definitely would have been luxury and definitely would have been heavily used with the Dodgers because we're going to talk about the bullpen here in a little bit because of this. We'll actually just segue right into it, but uh, yeah, Josh Hader could have really hopped this Dodgers bullpen because the Dodgers don't have any lefties, and I expressed this concern last week, I'm pretty sure. That there's no left-handed reliever in Dodger bullpen that I trust with the game on the line. Like, if you got to go to a lefty late in the game, who are you going to call on? I mean, listen, I, I like Ryan Yarbrough. I, I really do like Ryan Yarbrough. In fact, I, I will say I have confidence more than I don't have confidence in Ryan Yarbrough. But is he going to be your guy late in the game? Have we ever seen Ryan Yarbrough close games before? I don't think we have. 
Not that I know of. I don't think he's closed games before with any of his previous teams. I could be wrong on that, but I haven't seen it yet. And so maybe the Dodgers try to implement Garbrough at least. From my standpoint, I would like to see Garbrough get a little bit of a feel of that. Late in the game situation, kind of beat the late game lefty. Um, of course, you got to go to these guys at any point. But uh, you also have Alex Vestia and Caleb Ferguson in the Dodger bullpen. And those two guys are really hot and cold, I will say. I'll give them that. I'll just give them that they're hot and cold. Um, really, though, Alex Vestia to me was has always been kind of a a trickster kind of a trick question if you will I, I just I'm trying to find a lack of the better term here but he's always been a trickster I never got the appearance that Alex Vesia was this lockdown guy and he was just this great left-handed reliever for the Dodgers I felt like he's just out there and he's just kind of closing his eyes and praying it goes by the batter's bat that's what I feel like when I watch Alex Vesia he's just throwing up there to throw it and he's praying that they don't hit it far that's kind of that's what I get from Alex Vesia. Even when he was good, that's kind of the appearance that I got with Alex Vesia. I never really like was super um, confident in him. And um, last year was pretty bad. That kind of showed its ugly head last year for sure. And Caleb Ferguson, another guy that like he's similar to Vesia. I, I don't know how much more confidence I have in Ferguson over Vex, over Vesia. I will say I trust Ferguson a slight tad more than Vesia, but it's not that much because we've actually seen Caleb Ferguson attempt to be a lockdown guy, if you will. Dave Roberts has put him in that situation, and he's honestly he's not done well in those situations. In fact, I think he gave up a couple of walk-offs last year. So the Dodger left-handed side of the bullpen is weak if there's a weakness on this team like there's a weakness left-handed pitching out of the bullpen is an obvious weak spot for me for the Dodgers and I have to go over the remaining free agent lists from the left-handed side bullpen wise I'm not sure if the Dodgers will sign anybody of note um I guess we're gonna have to wait and see but uh that is one thing I will be concerned about as we go into the season the bullpen especially the left-handed side is going to be a concern for me because, again, there's just no premier name. And, um, yeah, th there's just nobody that's been there done that kind of guy. And uh, Yarbo is the closest as you're going to get, but I don't think we've ever seen him close games. So um, that's going to be something to watch as the season goes on. The Dodger bullpen, the Dodger left-handed side of the bullpen, we shall see how that evolves. Take a look at the right side of the bullpen. This is from... Fangraphs, by the way, this is just how they projected it to go. The three names that I mentioned from the left-hand side, and they have Evan Phillips, Bruce Stark, Gratterall, Blake Trinan, and J.P. Fireheisen as the four righties. And Evan Phillips, again, I know everybody loves Evan Phillips. I'm not here to bag on Evan Phillips. I think Evan Phillips is good. Um, it's just, can he be the guy? Can he be the guy? Can he get you 40 saves or whatever the case is that he has to get can he lock down games in crunch time in October can he be that guy does he have that ice cold in his veins I, I don't know I'm just gonna be honest I, I gotta be I don't know 
I don't think I I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna be we've seen him in close games. He obviously emerged to be the closer, but was he good enough last year to be good enough again this year where he has to be even better? Let's just be honest. He's gonna have to be even better. Can he do it? We shall see. Um Gratterall, Gratterall was um hit and miss as well. Not a big strikeout guy. Is Bruce Starr will throw 100 miles an hour, but doesn't get many strikeouts. He'll get a lot of ground balls. And he can be BP or he could be lights out. Um, that's just kind of what Bruce Starr is. We've seen him attempt to close games before at a okay pace. I, I don't know. I think I prefer Phillips over Gratterall in the closing role. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a fine reliever. Joe Kelly is once again back. And... Um, you know what? I, again, like I'm gonna say it again. Joe Kelly doesn't inspire much confidence of me either. He's kind of the righty version of Alex Vesga, if we're just being honest, to me at least. So he's kind of erratic, wild, doesn't know where the ball's going. Hopefully it's a strike. Hopefully the batter misses. And yeah, that's what I see in Joe Kelly and JP Firehausen. I've never seen him before. We did not see him at all last year. He was out the entire year, so we do not know what we have in him. And and I like Blake Turnin. He's shown signs of, you know, humanness, but uh, I like Blake Trinan overall, and I think Blake Trinan is a fine reliever as well. So, looking at the Dodger bullpen, I think there is a weakness there with the Dodger pen. Definitely not going to be the lockdown pen that some others might have, like Hader joining the Astros now. I think the Astros have a pretty good bullpen. There's others up there that have pretty good bullpens. I'm not sure the Dodgers are the cream of the crop when it comes to the bullpen. So that would be something that, if I were you as a fan, would pay attention to because it's important to lock down games and close games. Super important. So the Dodge bullpen is going to be a point of emphasis going into the season. And those pitchers, as I just mentioned, will be throwing to catchers. That's how baseball works. And Will Smith is a Dodger catcher. Again, we talked about Will Smith a little bit last week, getting a record arbitration deal for a catcher in his second year of arbitration. Will Smith is a free agent in 2026. So he has a couple more years left until free agency. And uh, we've had the discussions, and they're going to just continue to be more discussed as we get closer to that free agent date for Will Smith. Is Will Smith going to re-sign as a Dodger? Going to be extended as a Dodger? Did the Dodgers want to extend him? It's just going to be an ongoing discussion as we get closer to that date. And um, like I said, this year is a big big one for Will Smith because over the last four years, we got to be honest here, his numbers have slowly declined. Just slowly. I know we don't want to talk about it. I know it's a sensitive topic to talk about, but they have declined and i'm gonna be honest we have not seen will smith perform in the big moments you know what he was batting what third for the majority of the last couple of years and i I just did not see him as a three hole hitter like he just didn't get the job done would he get the job done sometimes yes but did he get a job done at a rate the three hole hitter for the dodgers needs to do I don't think he did. And we had discussions all of last year talking about moving up JD and all this other stuff. Will Smith did struggle at points. Obviously, he was hurt last year for a bit of time. His defense has gotten better ever since he debuted. Um, So his defense is fine. Game management, 
fine. Brings a little bit of an edge. But again, his and again on the offensive side, good top five catch from the game. Agree. But is he worth paying one hundred million dollars if he's gonna demand, you know, the highest contract or whatever in, in base I don't know, but is he worth that money? I don't know if he is. I don't know that he is. Um like I said, this is gonna be a big year and him moving out of the three spot is also pretty big as well because I was calling for it, and uh, it's finally going to happen. I would only assume. I I think he's not going to bat third again this year, so that's going to be a you know breath of fresh air in essence, because you're going to have Betts, Otani, and Freeman at the top of the lineup. So Will Smith, where does he slot in? I I think he. I mean, I would say the fourth or the fifth spot. Excuse that. I would say the fourth or the fifth spot somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I can't see him dropping any lower than that. Six is the very lowest, but um, yeah, I think he'll probably be fourth or fifth in front of Muncie or behind Max Muncie. However, the Dodgers want to line him up. Max Muncie again. I am. I don't think Max Muncie is a top of the lineup hitter. I don't think he's a middle of the order hitter because he hasn't proven that. He just has not shown that he could bat anywhere near a respectable average. And get on base at a respectable pace. He just hasn't shown that he'll hit a home run or a strikeout that or a walk. That that's just what Max Muncy is, and that's not what the four hole hitter needs to do. The four hole hitter, the four hole hitter, needs to constantly and constantly produce. And Max Muncy just doesn't do that. And Will Smith wasn't doing that enough. So him moving down the lineup is going to be, I think, beneficial for Will Smith. I think I think we're going to see a better Will Smith because he's going to move down in the lineup. So, yeah, I will look for big things this year out of Will Smith's bat because he's not going to have all that pressure on him to knock in Mookie Betts or Freddie Friedman, right, at the top of the lineup. Like, he's going to have a little bit of a cushion there. So, I think that's going to work out great for Will Smith. I would I would expect a big year out of Will Smith. Let's just go out and say it now. I'll, you know, I'm talking myself into it. Will Smith is going to have a big year. Bucket down right now. The lineup adjustment is only going to help him because he's not a three-hole hitter. He'll hit fine. He's a perfect five-spot hitter. I think he's perfect in the five-hole. That's where he belongs. Bank him in their five-spot, and he's going to produce at a great rate in the fifth spot. So look forward to that. And, um, yeah, I I think we're going to see a big year out of Will Smith. One of Will Smith's partners on the mound has been Clayton Kershaw, and Clayton Kershaw to this point still has not signed with the team as of the recording of this podcast. Now, by the time we talk again next week, who knows? Maybe Clayton Kershaw has signed. But as of right now, he has not signed, and so is Clayton Kershaw an option for the Dodgers? And and like I mentioned, like the Dodger bullpen is severely lacking lefties, and I think Clayton Kershaw has a perfect opportunity to slot right in there into that Dodger bullpen later in the year, mid-season, whenever he comes back, and be a lefty out of the bullpen, and be a good lefty out of the bullpen. I mean, he's been okay out of the bullpen. I mean, when we've seen Kershaw out of the bullpen, it's been in the postseason, so it's a different animal than just, you know, game 85 in the regular season. But um, I think Clint Kershaw, if he wants to return 
and the Dodgers are open to it, which I think they would be. I'm not too sure on that, but then he could be a bullpen piece. I, I think Clint Kershaw would be a fine bullpen piece for the Dodgers for the left-handed side of the bullpen because I just mentioned the Dodger need le- Dodgers need lefties, and Kershaw could fulfill that at a great pace. So I do not want to see Clint Kershaw return and sign with the Dodgers to be a starter at any point in 2024. Let's just get that out there now. Clint Kershaw should not be starting for the Dodgers in 2024 in June, July, August, September, or October. He should not, you know, he should not start a game. Like I just mentioned, he needs to be a strict bullpen guy. And if he does that, I think he'll be a a fine reliever for the Dodgers. And so, uh, again, we want to see Kershaw go out on a high note. His last start was not very good. We all know how it ended, and so uh, that's not the way it's supposed to end. Um, it would be a shame if it did. You know, business is business at the end of the day. The Dodgers have a good team with or without Clay Kershaw, but I'm not uh, opposed to bringing back Clay Kershaw in the position that I just mentioned, and he could be very useful that way. So um, I think Clay Kershaw should return. I think he should. I don't know if he will, but... Um, I'd imagine he would like to, right? I mean, look at this Dodger team. I mean, it's insane. It's probably the best team they're ever going to have in quite some time. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Clint Kershaw come back. Me just assuming he's going to resign a Dodger. So we'll talk about that one that does happen. But Clint Kershaw as a left-handed reliever, sign me up. And I did want to end it on the Dodger outfield. And I've seen a lot of comments talking about this Dodger outfield is just underwhelming. They're very scared of the Dodger outfield and how they're going to be subpar for the 2024 season. And you know what? I'm just not there. Like, I'm just not there. I'm I'm very honest about this Dodger team. I'm not going to sugarcoat it with any player and how they perform. And going into 2024, at the very least, I have optimism about the Dodger outfield. I think the Dodger outfield is going to be just fine. I think there's a lot of good players in the outfield. Like, you're going to have a mix and match of players. And we mentioned it in the last podcast about the platooning. And me personally, I want my nine best players taking the field every single day versus lefty-righty matchups. And so as the season progresses, if Manny Margo is playing better than Jason Hayward, then put Manny Margo in center field or right field, whatever the case is. Figure it out and play Manny Margo with Jason Hayward. Regardless of how he's hitting versus lefties or righties. If Manny Margo is performing better than Jason Hayward and Jason Hayward is not hitting righties, put in Manny Margo. That that's just my opinion. And that's just how I think the Dodgers should go about it. But I'm not on that um, boo-hoo train that the Dodger outfield is not going to perform. I think the Dodger outfield is going to be just fine. There's plenty of guys out there that have a good track record in the big leagues. And Teoscar Hernandez is one of them. Now does Teoscar Hernandez, Chris Taylor, um, James Altman strike out a lot? Yeah. And that is going to be the scary part. There's going to be cons. But overall, I think the pros outweigh the cons. And I think overall, in the long run, 
the Dodger outfield will be just fine. Can you flip a couple of guys to get an upgrade at one position? Probably. And we'll see what the, how the season unfolds and if the Dodgers do end up doing something of that nature. But um, going into the year at the very minimum, I think the Dodger outfield is just fine. And so if I were you, I wouldn't really worry too much on defense or even on offense. If I had to pick one to worry about more, I mean, right field is going to be pretty locked up with Hayward. Center field, I, I think center field's okay. Left field, okay. Um, you know, I, I think at the very least, you have average defense and good hitting. So um, do not worry about the Dodger outfield going to 2024. They'll be just fine. But that's all I have for you guys today on this Friday January 19th finally got the, the right month I really do appreciate y'all for sticking around and listening on the podcast once again be sure to follow share rate the pod and uh, tell a Dodger fan and tell a Dodger fan to check out Dodge and through the ravine with that being said we'll talk to you guys again next week go Dodgers